Welcome to Clickbait with the click on Club Raw Fusion. Yes, yes, yes. We're in the building. You know how it goes down. We're getting it. We're getting it. We All right. Well, you it. know what it is. It's time for that news. Let's get it go. Today's top stories. Russia on Monday morning again launched a series of coordinated strikes across Ukraine targeting energy infrastructure, including the Kiev region. Ukraine's military said it shot down 44 cruise missiles as the Russians launched several waves of missile attacks on critical infrastructure facilities across the country. About five distant booms could be heard in central Kiev at about 8 a.m. local time. Kiev's mayor, Vitaly Klitschko, confirmed that a power plant has been hit, meaning mid-morning around 350,000 homes in the capital were left without power. The water supply has also been compromised. Currently, there are no reports of casualties as of that story. And a very sad Halloween uh, for the Seoul. Um, at least 153 people have been killed and dozens more hurt in an apparent crowd surge at a packed Halloween festivity in, South, in the South Korean capital of Seoul, local officials say. The crush took place in the nightlife district of Itaewon. What caused the crush is not clear, but witnesses say party goers had been packed tightly in the district's narrow streets, and it was difficult to move around. South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol has declared a period of national mourning. Very sad Halloween there. In Oklahoma City, according to authorities, a man has been accused of knowingly spreading HIV. OKC Fox is reporting. Ernest LaCour is being held at the Oklahoma City Jail and he is charged with three felony counts of spreading an infectious disease. Authorities state that a woman first took to social media claiming uh, and accusing LaCour of spreading the disease to her. As a result, more women came forward with the same claim. Police say they obtained LaCour's records. It did reveal he was diagnosed with HIV. Very disturbing, to say the least. There's another chick that uh, um, I was watching. Uh, something. And I think she's like high school age, and she's uh, going to trial. They arrested her for uh, that thing. It's good. Mm, good. Yeah. About time. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, right. Because we remember a time when that wasn't in the law, which you would think um, purposely um, infecting someone with an infectious disease would be, but. You know, I, they didn't get ahead of that, or they never got ahead of it. They didn't get to that till um, AIDS uh, became an epidemic. So, but I'm glad people are being held accountable because what an awful thing to do. Attempted murder. That's yeah, what yeah, that is what it should be. I agree. Saturday Night Live's Chris, former Saturday Night Live uh, actor Chris Red, is speaking out following an attack that left him hospitalized. On Sunday, the Saturday Night Live alum took to his Instagram story to thank everyone for well wishes. Following the news of his attack, uh, he says, quote, I've been resting up like crazy, but I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the messages of love, the jokes and the concern. Um, he wrote, I'm OK and healing fast, end quote. The Keenan star was taken to the hospital on Wednesday after he was punched in the face outside of New York City's comedy cellar. 
No arrests have been made in the case. Entertainment Tonight reached out to Red's rep for comment. Um, and that we just have what he got from his, um, what we got from his Instagram story. Uh, Red did use his message to debunk the report that his jewelry was taken. <laughs> he said, quote, and also, nobody snatched my chain, bro. Y'all just, y'all would just write anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you got punched in the face. But they didn't get my chain, though. Right? I was weird when he said that. I think he meant it as, you know, facetiously. But um, it's funny how people jump to that. But, you know, I have to ask, you know, uh, y'all think Keenan got his wig back? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I petty? See, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I want to see when Will gets punched in the face. Because um, I'm still looking for uh, Tony. Ain't that his name? Tony, his brother? Tony Rock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting for Tony Rock to, you know, because he talked mad shit. Like, I'm going to see, I see him on site. It's going to be some shit. I'm waiting on that. I'm waiting on that. (laughs) I believe Tony Rock, though. (laughs) Low key. I don't know. I do not, I do not condone violence when you say that publicly. But, you know. I do. Punch his ass (laughs) in the face. If you had an ass whipping coming, you had it coming, right? I mean, yeah, he he deserves it. So y'all, I want to get to this because I I have some thoughts, comments, and I want to ask you guys a couple of really specific questions. After self-proclaimed free speech abolitionist Elon Musk closed the forty-four billion deal with Twitter, anonymous accounts set out testing the limits of the social media platform's moderation policies, according to the Washington Post. The Network Contagion Research Institute, a research group that analyzes social media content to predict emerging threats, said that the use of the N-word on Twitter increased by nearly 500% in the 12 hours immediately after Musk's deal was finalized. The newspaper also said that several online trolling accounts called on others to use racist language in the aftermath of the deal. Uh, One tweet said Elon now controls Twitter, unleashed the racial slurs, and they used the K-word as well as the N-word, slurs for Jewish people and black people. Uh, Another tweet said, I can freely express express how much I hate N-words. Of course, they use the word. Uh, Now, thank you to Elon. Um, journalist David Levitt also noticed an increase in accounts tweeting hate speech overall. Other groups were targeted also, according um, to him. In addition, the LGBTQ, of course, has been targeted, as well as other marginalized groups. So looks like hate speech is up. Um, we talked about the fact that free speech is changing, is evolving, it seems. Although we know free speech really... Um, simply says you won't be arrested or charged for what you say. It doesn't say there won't be consequences. There were rewards and consequences for everything we do or say. Um, every choice we make. But um, there are a lot of celebrities, as well as others, uh, who have opted to boycott Twitter uh, because of this uh, rise in hate speech. Um, a few, namely uh, Shonda Rhimes was one, Ken Olin, Brian Koppelman, um, you know, I just have a question, it, boycott or not, to be or not to be is what I'm calling this, to boycott or not to boycott, um, I'm on the fence, I'm all for a peaceful protest, which that kind of demonstrates a peaceful protest, um, and I feel like if people are led to do so, do so, um, I don't know that it necessarily helps anything, I mean, 
people that want to use hate speech are going to use it. I understand not wanting to keep, you know, stay on a platform that encourages it, which it seems to be doing so far. Um, you know, I don't know. Now, Elon does say that he is working on, um, he has, he's putting a task force together to um, really identify the community guidelines, um, even with his um, openness to um, free speech. So I don't know, guys, to be or not to be, to boycott or not to boycott. Your thoughts? Um, here's the thing. Uh, see, we've gotten into a world where we like for people to pretend. And I would rather know you're an asshole um, than uh, you be one and I not know it. Befriend you and you're able to get close enough to me to stab me in the back. Um so that's one of the reasons why I didn't have that big of a deal with Trump. We knew exactly what we were dealing with. The one that's in there now, I have no idea. I, I think that he's just as bad, but he's he doesn't say it, right? Um, I think that now all these ghost account and all that kind of stuff, I don't think that should be allowed. If you're going to say it, say it. Say it with your chest. And when you lose your job and everything else, then, hey, but at least you said what you wanted to say. I think there should be accountability for what you say. But you do have the right to say it. And whether we like it or not, we got to stop telling people what they can't say in a so-called free country. So if that's what you want to do, cool. If you don't want to be on there, cool that's your prerogative but you know we've got a lot of people with these hateful thoughts walking around among among us pretending like it's a post-racial society and this is what happens when you see people shoot up churches and all that kind of stuff it comes to the surface but it's too late by then because people are dead let's find out who these punks are because they're going to expose themselves and deal with them beforehand before they go into a tops or whatever the store was and shoot up people see all this faking is not stopping anything people are still getting killed i'd rather have them say some words on twitter than to run out and shoot somebody because we can put an eye on them when we when they identify themselves, no ghost accounts. Say it with your chest. Okay. Period. Shonda Barnabas. I'm with King on this. Um, I really feel like, um, I mean, to to boycott the actual platform to me seems silly because it's not like as though the actual administrators or the people in charge of Twitter are doing this. So to me, that's silly. And I would rather, like he said, know who it is. But when we identify these people, that's when they get put, put on blast. That's when there are consequences. Unless you know who they are, there's no consequences for their actions. So I say, you know, let them expose themselves for who they are and, and let them deal with the consequences thereafter. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like we just boycott the easiest thing to boycott. You know, we want to boycott something. Let's boycott these meat companies that are sponsoring the, the heart associations. Let's let's stop. Let's boycott America by causing a problem and then coming up with the solution. That's what they do. We need to boycott that. A lot of things we could boycott. Twitter, Instagram. I mean, you know, you use that as you want. Smart people chew up the meat and spit out the bones. So what do we really need to boycott? Something is going to make a, a change. Something is going to make success tangible for, for 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 people who don't have those opportunities. So, yeah, you boycott it if you want, man. Give a damn. Perfectly stated. Absolutely. Girl six, Ned, go see. Y'all want to fill in? No. Oh. Um, I agree with what. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I agree with you, King, um, on this one. I do think there needs to be a verification process to make sure people are real and themselves so that if they are being, you know, if they're choosing to say those things as themselves, then that's fine. Um, at least identify yourself. So maybe some sort of verification. Um, but I also think about people who maybe are not necessarily the smart people that can filter that stuff out um, reasonably, like maybe people with like mental issues or um, I don't know, maybe just people who maybe can't identify those threats immediately. Um, so that's another thing to consider, I guess. I think there just needs to be some regulation as far as who's accessing the material. Um, but yeah. That's my thought. Yeah, I love it. Um, listen, uh, we got to stop with this pretend stuff. I, I'm not with it. Um, if you're with me, you're with me. If you're not, you're not. You don't have to be. You don't have to like me. Um, and that's cool. I want to know who you are. So uh, that's beautiful as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know. I'd rather that, like I said, than someone coming out of the woodwork and scooting up churches and schools. And, you know, we keep trying to brush things over to pretend to be such a great country. And I'm not saying there aren't great things about this country. There's some good things in everything. Right. Um, but in order to eradicate um, certain things, you have to know they exist. And so when these people feel free to say who they are, and here's the thing, um, your IP address is still out there, unless you get one of those, what, VPN things, or, and then maybe you can trace that too, right? So mm -hmm, while you're making all that, you know, all that noise, know that people will be watching and can find you. And um, you got the balls enough to say it? Okay. All right. you, you might get something you're not looking for so and we need to do that because it's high time to start protecting people instead of um, acting like it now to your point um, there will be some people that will be triggered but people's got to learn if you can't handle it stay off of it no one forces you to go on Twitter um, no one forces you to come on Clubhouse 
if it's messing with your mental health get off of it period just don't be there you know what i mean um no one forces you to be on any of these social media platforms and they can be triggering and of course i'm doing a mental health film i'm not going to overlook that but also we have to say that sometimes you need to know when to dial it back and you know not be on those these platforms so we can spread that message as well so i mean you know people decide they want to boycott or just stay off of it hey that's good for them if it's good for your mental health don't come on there so yeah i i stopped going on what was it reddit at the time when they were wiling out um just because i didn't like what was going on but you know that was me personal choice I don't think we have to have a kumbaya session. If it's affecting your mental health, stay off of the social media platforms. I'm sorry. Good segment. Good segment. We got another one coming up. Shonda is doing her first segment as an official uh, clickmate host right here and right after these messages. This is clickbait right here. We're, mon- we're here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right about this time, let's go. Behind many smiles lie a troubling truth. So many people are suffering alone simply because they are too afraid of the stigma associated with mental illness. The road to mental health has no color. It has no age or gender. It's time we take the bull by the horns. It's time we remove the stigma and embrace acceptance to release people from their private prisons and give them the help that they need. It could be your relative, your friend, your loved one. It could be you and you don't even know it. It's time to help those in need, but help starts with you. With an acclaimed broadcast television and independent filmmaker at the helm, we are creating a documentary. This documentary will identify the signs, explore the possibilities, help remove the stigma and clear the path to mental health. By donating, you will help us help others. From $1 to 1000 no donation is too small. Let's band together to fight this secret enemy that affects us all. Please donate today. And you can donate. Let's pin to the top of the stage. Or, same place, uh, GoFundMe.com slash MentalTheMovie. And I just got to say... Uh, my movie Intimate Friends is doing well still on Tubi. Anyway, check it out for free. Uh, anyway, we got the segment uh, that I was telling you about essentially uh, Shonda coming up. Welcome to Sensually Shonda. So, Greetings, everyone. In my clubhouse room, sensually, Shonda, we have been reading Fuck and Fall in Love by Nicole Falls. And yeah, King is a little slow or maybe just a little, maybe he has a short attention span because it seems like all he hears is the first F word and not the full music part. But anyway, I digress. In this novella, Jane has been on a series of business trips 
the first one of which resulted in her blowing caution to the wind and her pansies when she meets Nigel, with whom she decides to have a one-night stand. And surprisingly enough, this one-night stand has turned into a full-blown relationship. And though she's scared to acknowledge or initially affirm her true feelings and the feel of their involvement, it's probably much more than just physical. Nigel is the first one to take that leap of faith by addressing it, instead of just taking that leap of that leap into her bed and undressing her. And if you missed the reading, here's a short segment of quarter three that takes place right after Jane and Nigel have, recor have recorded an explosive intimate session. I know you probably want to hear me read one of those juicy parts, but you'll have to come into my room for that part tonight at 10 p.m. But anyway, let's read. That night was the beginning of the shift between me and Nigel. My flight back home seemed like it was the most arduous task ever since I hadn't wanted to leave his side. But home was where my life was permanently situated, despite Nigel rapidly becoming a very integral part of my world. Each time I traveled back home from the city, I was torn between feeling bereft and guilty. The unfettered joy I felt in Nigel's presence sparked immense guilt because he seemed like a heaven-sent miracle, and I had already been the recipient of a pretty major one um, about 18 months ago. Ever since then, I felt like I was pressing my luck, feeling like the backswing of nearly escaping death definitely would have a tremendous effect in my life going forward. So let's stop there. This brings me to my topic. When is too soon? I know that we've already been caution to the wind by having that one night stand turn two night stand turned, you know, a series of sessions. But would you be able to just throw caution to the wind after a one night stand and go into a full blown relationship? Would you be able to just go with the flow of things? Because it seems like they're moving kind of quickly. And I have a question for you guys, particularly. Do you think you could take the lead and express how you feel when you feel like it's more than just a physical thing? Do you think that you would be able to say, you know what, I'm really feeling you. Let's go to the next level. I'm curious, what say you, Barnabas, King? anyone yes um <clears throat> that that's you put a lot on, on my mind and it, i think it's a case-by-case -case situation like when is it too soon i don't know i feel like the people that i've been involved with there's a connection that's undeniable you know it's something there even though you know, you may have just met that person. It's something that's drawing you to make you feel like you've known this person longer than you have. And in that, I normally just take my time. Because if you like me today, you'll like me next year. You got to take that time. Now, things happen and you're going to do what you got to do. But 
we have to take our time nowadays because a lot of times when you meet someone, you don't meet that person. You meet their representative. This is, hey, this is how I look when I'm outside. This is how I act when I like somebody. You haven't got to the point to where this is how I look when I wake up. And this is how I act when I'm going through some shit. So we just need to take that time, you dig, to, to vet that person and, and find out, is this really who you say you are? Um, when is it too soon? When is it too soon for what? I mean, you already put your ass in the air. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Um, He's talking about relationships, Kenny. When is it too soon to go from the physical to relationship when it started out as a physical? And do you think the physical kind of skews your feelings? Maybe you feel like because the sex is really, really good, maybe it's, you know, really skewing your view of the feelings that you really have with that person. It it can. It can. Um, Um... I think that you should have a conversation and with any relationship, um, communication is key, right? Um, maybe one party just wants to have sex. That's their prerogative, male or female. Maybe some women just want to have sex. They don't see any, any other future there. Um, and if you are intent on changing that, then you might have to make adjustments to yourself for them to see you in a different light. Um, but I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, although if you go into it after having a conversation, because I liken it to a, a situation I had where we discussed it and we would, I just said, I suggested thinking she was going to say no and you know slam my car door that um you know i would be interested in being friends and having sex but nothing further than that because i just didn't see you know us connecting on other levels um she agreed but then after it started happening um i guess she thought she was going to change my mind and she didn't and so, um, you know, it's all about conversation, right? Just like in business, you might start off with one contract and then if it moves to a different situation, then you have to renegotiate the contract. And I'm not saying it's a renegotiation, but, you know, it is a conversation that needs to be had. And if you're feeling more feelings, um, then you should just come out and say that male or female um and deal with that as it comes but here's the thing the flip side if the other person isn't feeling the same way they might you know want to discontinue the sex part of it so there is a risk involved um coming out with your feelings but be honest you never know the other person may be feeling the same way so yeah if i had that situation i think uh I would go ahead on and, you know, have a conversation, see where that leads. Yeah. King, Meg was like, are you out here breaking hearts? Come on now. I didn't break anybody's heart. I told her from the jump, from the first date, that I didn't see anything else. 
you know, I was honest and I guess you wanted to, to have sex anyway. So I can't, I can't be any more than honest, you know. Now, here's a question I want to put in the mix real quick. If we got a second, um, <clears throat> I've noticed that it depends on who you date. Um, I've noticed that I've been in situations where I've lied my ass off. I've been in other situations where I've been straight up honest. And it depends on who you date. I was straight up honest with the woman and it didn't matter. Because she said I was doing relationship shit. So but even though I said I didn't want to be in a relationship, let's do this, let's do that, let's let's figure this thing out. I had other goals. And even though I was clear on that shit, she felt like because I was still being nice and still cool, we were still hanging out, even though I was saying every time she asked, no, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. She felt like because I was doing relationship shit, that my actions were different than my words. And I'm like, okay. Now you see why guys are just assholes, guys and girls, because if we're not straight assholes, then sometimes people just don't get it. So what do you do in that situation when you're talking to somebody, you're being very clear, and they're still hearing what they want? I don't think you can do anything about it, um, if you're asking me. Um, maybe um, they're not they're not supposed to be in that relationship. Maybe they're not mature enough to be in that relationship, or they're not emotionally stable enough to be in that kind of relationship. Um, you know, I, me personally, I'm right there. If we're doing the friends with benefits thing, I think that the friendship part is important as well. So I look out for my friends, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be friendly to my friends, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm not going to be an asshole and then just come over to get sex. I'm going to have conversation. We can go out, you know, all those other things. Um, but you know, you can't do anything but be honest. And some people can't accept the honesty. That kind of even goes back to the the segment, previous segment. People have a problem accepting honesty sometimes. And we've got to grow up. What's real is real. What's not is not. And you may have a fantasy in your head, but uh, reality can be much different. So... Well, before I go to you, Al, I would just say, I mean, are you still having sex with her? Although you done told her, you know, it's not going to go any further than this and she's not listening. Because then I think at that point, you're just as culpable as she is. I mean, you told her it's not going to go anywhere. She's being insistent and you are still, you know, getting your box off. It's better just to find another friend, another friend to get that benefit from. See, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Because, see, yeah. here's, I have a problem with this. If you agree to something, now I'm culpable? No. I mean, I would personally fall back, probably, because people are crazy. Um, some. And, you know, they start picking up knives and guns and shit. But that's still on the person, the other person. The person who can't accept the truth 
it's not on me if I continue um, because look, you have to be responsible for what you do in your own feelings, not me. You know what I mean? But again, personally me, because I've seen it happen and I watched too many episodes of snapped. I would probably step back, but you can't fault me if I don't. That's on you. I told you what it was, you know, and you may be hanging around for me to change my mind. Who knows? I might change my mind. I might get to a place in business or whatever it is to where I say, you know what? Maybe I do want a relationship and I want it with you. But if it doesn't happen, you can't fault me for it. Um, you know, maybe it's a situation where you're focused on your career and you don't want a relationship right now. Me, in terms of the the one I talked about, I just never saw a future with her. But it could be somebody that I could see a future with and I'm just focused on business right now. And then should the big deal come through and I'm satisfied in business, I might change the, you know, the terms of the relationship more to what she would want. So I can't say that. So why would you fault me for that what i'm saying is that if you if you like if you keep telling this person no i don't want this no i don't want this no i don't want i just want the sex and they are totally ignoring you they're totally not hearing you and they're pressing it why would you even want to continue being that person in that way because now it's more of an annoyance than a pleasure thing to me so i agree with that that was my that was my perspective but l how do you feel? Do you think it's, um, when do you think, you know, it's too soon? And do you think that the person that keeps going at something is culpable? Or do you think that, um, it's just on them? What are your thoughts? Um, so I, I loved hearing from the guys because, you know, um, that, that being able to be honest, um, that, that you both talked about, um, is huge and it's not very prevalent out here. Um, just, just saying. Um, but I think that communication has everything to do with it. Um, you have to communicate intentions, uh, not just communicating, but what you communicate. Communicate your intentions. You know, just. You, and I think that that happens. I mean, if you if you are involved with someone on whatever level, you talk at some point. So keeping those. Um, those conversations open and really being upfront about what it is. I like how Barnabas shared, um, you know, sometimes when the guys don't tell the truth because it's, you know, the girl is really holding on to something. I really believe that women are conditioned to, and, and because of that, we unwittingly put pressure on ourselves and pressure on Whoever we're ha- whoever we're having sex with, or friends with, or involved with, or whatever, to make it a more romantic, committed union. And, and I don't think we have to. Sometimes a fuck is just a fuck, and that's okay. But we we as girls are not taught that that's okay, and that has a profound effect on this situation. As for the person that keeps hanging around. I agree with King 100%. They are 100% accountable for their actions. Listen, I told you, 
and I'm going to even tell you, hey, I might have to stop fucking you because you're not getting it. But you want to fuck now? I mean, whatever. But <laughs> this is what it is. So it's a right, consensual, right. It's a consensual <laughs> union. So you agreed to it. You only have yourself to blame. This new L, this new L is, is something else. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> it's so unexpected, right, no, King? It's, Man, no, I, it's not I almost new. threw my headphones off. I guess Shonda, Shonda knows how to bring out the real me. Yes, she does. Yes, I just wanted to say hello to the room. Hello, everybody. King, thanks for pinging me in. I think it's a really nice topic. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to add on to something Elle had said. You know, I think a lot of times, I'll say with women, because I, you know, I can't think like a man. I'm not a man. I think with women, a lot of times, we don't know what we want. And that's part of the issue. And a lot of times women will say, well, you know, all you have to do is tell me the truth. But when a man comes and tells you the truth, or he tells you what he wants, you know, he just wants this, he just wants that, you know, blow off the handles. Oh, he just wants to do this. Oh, he just wants to do this. But then we say he wants the truth. And that's part of the reason why men, you know, just say things because, you know, it's it's said it can't be handled, but when it's given, it's not handled properly. And that's why it's important to know yourself, love yourself, know what it is that you want so that you know what you won't tolerate, what you will tolerate, what you can handle, what you won't handle. And then that man will treat and go forward accordingly. I'm actually, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna put myself out here for a minute with you all, um, because I'm in a situation. You know, I date, I date men. I'm intimate with one man, um, you know, but we have an understanding. You know, we're both in our businesses. You know, we're both very focused on our careers, and you know, don't really have the time, or you know, not really have the time, but want to put that effort into a relationship because, you know, me, I put a hundred in whatever I do. I go hard. Right. And I want to do the same when it comes to a relationship as well. Um, but we have an understanding that, um, you know, we don't want the strings attached, but we have a good time. You know, we go out, you know, I just say he had a birthday at his home. I went there. We've only been intimate once. Um, we've been talking for a while, but, and then also he'll ask me, if you need anything, you know, you need this. You know, or he'll just say, you know, hey, you know, hey, go get your nails done or something like that. He just, you know, does nice things and we, you know, look out for each other. I might cook a little something, you know, I meet up, you know, bring him a little something to eat. And it's just, it's cool. It's cool. It's comfortable. It's no type of problems. It's just chill. Um, and that's when, and when you know what you want and you go accordingly with that, it just flows that way. So I just wanted to add that on to there. Thank you, guys. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, um. We, we are running long on this segment, but I do want to hear from everyone before we move on to the next segment. Meg, you got something real quick or not? You know, I know some people are at work. Uh, um, well, I guess I agree with what everybody said, but I also think if we if we are intimate with somebody or, you know, especially if we're in a friendship with them. I think we also have some responsibility to look out for their well-being as well. Um, obviously, I would say they're 100% responsible for the situation. But if you know, like, deeply in your heart that you don't want any type of future with somebody and they are completely just, 
you know, feeling like there could be that that opportunity in the future. Um, obviously, be very clear about that. But I also just wouldn't engage with that person anymore because it's it's almost out of respect for them as well. I hear that. Um, but if you think it can be that, prove it. Um, which probably means you might have to make some adjustments adjustments to yourself. If you're not willing to do that, then either take what's given or don't. Um, Gozi? Damn, am I saying that right? You are. Okay. Gozi, do you, I saw you um, kind of commenting on the side. Did you want to add? So, uh, Real quick. Um, traffic, so I'm, I'll, I'll be speaking soon. I'm in traffic. We can cook. Okay. Jennifer looks like she's on the phone. Tian, real quick. Might be at work. Lakeisha, got anything? Real quick. Well, really quick, because I missed um, a lot of this, but friendships are friendships or are acquaintances and, um, you know, reliances are reliances. I think we hop into a lot of things thinking it's one thing before we really give it time to figure out what it is. Um, so if you're friends, I'm going to leave you in a posture of being just that, a friend. Um, if it's a if it's a screw, then I'm going to leave it in the, the, the lane of being just that. Um, I kind of just put everything into a, a separate lane. Um, so that way my lanes don't cross. But that's just me. Everybody else has to maneuver the way that's best for them. Um, in response to dating someone else's uh, ex that's a friend of mine, I typically don't. That's just me. got to um, yet. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, let me stop right there then and just hold tight. So, That's my second. Okay? A little later yes, on. Please. You're jumping the Let's gun. Hey, I'm okay. <laughs> no, so I got you. No, Lakeisha, you know, you know I rock with you. But yeah, that's for my segment a little later on. This is Shonda's segment. We ain't got there yet. All right, guys. That was great. A great segment. Um, Shonda, her first official segment here as a clickmate. Wonderful, wonderful job. You even got us running long. But that's okay. We're going to catch up. Next up. (laughs) You like to make them run long. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to leave that right there. Um, (laughs) We're going to a commercial break, but we're going to be back. What we do is the book of Barnabas. Oh, you don't want to miss this. This is clickbait right here on Club Raw Fusion. I am all alone as I stand to my feet. My heart pumps not once but twice within the same beat. I just have to like a variety of partners. I'm not about to come to some funky club to get on some funky dance floor to dance with some funky man. I never used to think about it. No, all I do is give me one good reason why we shouldn't enjoy each other sexually. It doesn't feel right. Eric, right, I know what you do with these women. That has nothing to do with that. That has everything to do with this. The lines have been drawn. The question is, in the end, should I or should I not get intimate with my close friend? I'm going to say you. I already had a shave. No, where I'm going to say Oh, no. And that is my movie that's currently streaming for free on Tubi, along with two others, but Intimate Friends, uh, King B's Intimate Friends. You can just search my name, King B, and the first three movies that come up are mine, written, directed, 
and starring me. <laughs> All right, so we're about to get into uh, the Book of Barnabas. Yo, welcome to the Book of Barnabas. No matter what you hear, there's a catch in your ear. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Clickbait Show on Clubhouse with the click. It's your boy, Wildcat. Uh, 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 uh. Did I call myself my old name? <laughs> it's your boy, Barnabas, the book of Barnabas, y'all. It's time to open up the book, turn another page, maybe even add a damn chapter, y'all. Uh, I like to read and research things because most of my friends don't read. My homeboy even told me, man, you got to read a lot more than you thought because don't nobody read. I said, all right, cool. I got you. Today, we're talking about friends, friendships, love, and all that. Do you know how to be a friend? That's a really good question. I realized a lot of people that I considered my friends were not. They were merely something else. So before we dig too deep into it, before we start using these type of terms, let's define the terms that we use. The definition of a friend is one attached to another by affection or esteem. Another definition, one that is not hostile. Another definition, one that is of the same nation or party or group. Another definition, a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sex or family relations. So think about it. Now that we've defined what a friend is, look at your friends. How many do you have? I've got to keep it real. I realize it's, it's, it, you have friends and you got to figure out where they come from. Now, you got three type of people in your life, in my opinion. You got friends slash family. You have associates. And then you just got somebody that you met. See, a lot of times we meet people and automatically be like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. I met him in 19 something something no that's not your friend homeboy that's somebody that you met so let's dig into it where do your real friends come from your so-called friends because we got different types of friends we got work friends we have childhood friends and then we have those real friends now our work friends let me be very clear those motherfuckers at your job are not your friends, they may seem like it, they may act like it, y'all may have lunch together, they may send you Uber Eats, but they are not your friends, your work friends are not your friends, especially if you met them at work, if you changed careers, would they still be around, would you still call them, probably not, then you have your childhood friends. Oh, we love those type of friends, don't we? Ooh, we love them. We, we met them when we first started going outside. And some of these individuals have the same personalities and mentalities and responsibilities as they did when we were kids. 
And that's a friend that you just grow apart. You grow apart. You don't even think about it. You grow. You come out of the damn life cocoon. You become this dope-ass butterfly. You flying around. And then you come back on a victory lap. And they like, look at this motherfucker. Think he a butterfly. Yeah. Because that was the whole purpose. You have to understand that some friends you are supposed to outgrow. Some people are only on this earth to show you what not to do. Some people are only on this earth to remind you of the dumb shit that you used to do. You ever talk to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while? And you realize why you stopped talking to this motherfucker. Okay, I get it. Damn. You still stupid. I get it. And then you have your real friends. I'm talking about your day ones or your your today ones. That no matter what, you might not talk to them for a year, a week, a day. It doesn't matter. When you talk to them, it's the same. No matter what you're going through, they come at you with the perspective that's not selfish. Even though they don't like your girl. They don't like your life. They don't like shit that's happening. They don't like what you're talking about, but they're real friends. We just got to stop labeling people. We got to force people to earn these titles. So I open up the floor to the clickbait crew and everybody in the room. Do you know who your friends are? Can you distinguish your friends from your associates and people that you have met throughout your life? Don't be afraid to grow apart. In this world. So that's the book of Barnabas y'all. I'm going to shut it down a little early. I had a couple more notes. But I know we ran a little long. I had Bible scriptures. I was going to pull out Sirach 6, uh, 7, and 8. Uh, uh, prove a friend before you meet. I had all kind of whatnots. But for real. To bring it all home. Like do you know what a friend is? And if you do. Then maybe you'll stop using them terms. Because I'll introduce somebody like, hey, what's up? That's uh, such and such. Yeah, I met him, blah, blah, blah. You notice? I didn't say he's a friend. I didn't say this is my homeboy. No, this is James. I met him through comedy. Seemed like a good dude. You know, I'm a comedian. I'm a jerk. I get away with shit like that. But do you know who your friends are? Let's open up the floor a little bit. A little bit. Go ahead, clickbait crew. want to do it. I think that um, I'm very certain and clear about who my friends are i mean i do use the word loosely um sometimes but i will say you know i have being a filmmaker i have industry friends and then i have friends who are in the industry um to me those are two totally different things um uh, i might have met you um through the industry um we might be cool um but that doesn't mean that I consider you a friend. If you're a friend in the industry, that means you're a friend that happens to be in the industry. Um, so yeah, this to me is a clear distinction. So. Facts, facts. L, you want to chime in? Yes, I, uh, I'm very fortunate um, when it comes to the the friend front. Um, I try my best not to use the term loosely. I've pretty much always been that way. I'm very specific about calling people my friends. I will not call someone my friend if I don't feel that they're my friend. 
Um, and, and, you know, and I move like a friend, you know, um, if I call myself your friend. But I'm very fortunate because my girls that I do my podcast with, two of them, April and Sarita, are childhood friends. Um, we've been hanging around, good Lord, since we were kids, walking the neighborhoods together. And then the other young lady, Paulette, who's in the room sometimes here, um, we did meet at work, but that became a true friendship. I'm her, her daughter's, uh, her oldest child's godmother, and uh, we've been friends now for 30 years, left the location I was working at, same company, but yeah, we've been friends for forever, um, you know, since that. Um, so I'm very fortunate, and uh, a couple times a week, I go fishing and or walk trails with my best friend from childhood, who is 10 years old, who was 10 years old when we met. We were both 10 years old when we met, so we are... 44 years and counting we tell everybody who sees us that we sound like little old ladies the golden girls but i love it and um so yeah that is my main support system outside of my family so i just feel i'm very fortunate love the dialogue that's the hell that i know uh fishing (laughs) and shit all this naked ass and everything else this is shonda's influence Um, oh my god it has to be in you to come out of you. I mean, she's just expounding on different sides of it. Let's stop it. And everything in moderation. That includes threesomes. Didn't I say that? Oh, my God. God. Damn. God. Oh, my Damn God. It. Every time she hears your voice, she switches. It's like a gremlin. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I should get that Bible scripture real quick. You know? Damn. <laughs> Even moderation and moderation, as Maya Angelou said. That's right. Um, but I would say, I'm going to admit, I have used the term loosely because sometimes it just kind of slips out and then you can't really take it back because the person is saying it right there. Like, you can't just say, oh, well, I didn't mean to say friend. I just meant to say, you know, my associate or my, uh, I mean, it's already come out. So it's like, okay, well, we're just going to go with it. But I have been reprimanded and say, well, is that really your friend? And I think friends have different levels like Barnabas went into. I think sometimes it's it's not as easy to say, oh, this is my associate, because you might just get that side eye if someone says associate. Like, well, that that may very well be what they are, but it just doesn't flow off the tongue the same way. So, you know, it it would probably be best to just refrain from using any kind of labels if that person is not your friend. And even when that person is your friend, you still have to kind of be um, kind of on the cautious side of how you use it, when you use it, because people fall in and out of ships all the time, friendships, relationships. That's why Cuz says reliances, but no one is saying reliances when you're talking to somebody else. So, yeah, I think we do have to be mindful of how we use that word or if we use that word at all. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. You said it. friendships, relationships, and bullshits. <laughs> you did. Bullshits. Okay. Uh we got a couple of seconds. Um anybody else want to chime in? Hello. Um good evening everyone. I'm sorry I've not been able to talk. I just came back from work, so 
um, about um, friendship and all. So they are two group of people to me. They are like what they call acquaintances, right? And there's what they call friendship. So the acquaintances, they are the ones you, you just, it's the most you say hi to them. Because you don't want them asking you, why are we fighting? Are we quarreling? All those kind of things. So it just is a it's costly demand that you see hi or hello. You get the, you get the point. So then there's what they call friendship. That friendship is someone you have intimate, mind intimate. Because I will say why I'm saying mind intimacy is because you know. Let me show. Let me use myself as an example. Sorry that the children are voices are being heard here. So let me use myself as an example. Like there's this male friend of mine. We just met during school time days, you get so we are not like childhood friends, but we met screen um, during school days, so we connected basically well. You understand? So and I'm nice, right? But I still think he's nicer than me. Like he's better than me because I just do look up to him and I'm this type of person that I love I love old wisdom. I mean old wisdom, I love people that are just old and they have the wisdom like raw wisdom when you listen to them speak you know that yes this guy has a lot of wisdom you get so now this guy i could really like tell what he's going to do next his next action his next move so you can't come up to me and be like he's he stole this and that anyway i already know the kind of person he is so that's what i call mind with um, mind um intimacy you get is a kind of intimacy that you know this person well you know his move you know what this couple of doing you know the next thing he will see you get so let me use an example like something happened in the something happened in my room so he was around i was around so he finished discussing with someone a lady of ours he finished discussing with that lady you get so that same lady asked me the same question i asked him I said exactly the same thing my friend said. So the, the lady was surprised. It was like, did I speak with my friend? Did he tell me and I'm like, no, I'm just coming in now. I just heard what happened. So he was just like, did I know that is exactly what my friend said is what I just said? Because I, I'm like thinking, what will my friend say? That's the question I always ask myself. You understand? I'll be like, what will my friends say? And most of the time, I'll always see what what he said. That's what I mean by mind um, mind um, intimacy. So I hope this is all I could share now. But I guess friendship is deeper than a lot of things. It's deeper than, it's deeper than like, the kind of friendship. There are different levels of friendship, right? The kind of friendship to be with someone. You love the feeling. You love that. Okay, let me explain to you this kind of friendship now. It was this friendship, it was this friendship I was with, with a girl, right? So this girl... Now see, you and your stories is Sorry. the reason why. <laughs> we, we, we can't, we can't, we can't, because you're going to start a whole other thing. You and your stories, and it's a good thing, but it's the reason why in my segment we're going to be talking about, uh, remember Friday you came with the story, and I said I'm going to have that for another uh day well today is the day so we're going to be talking about that in uh in my next uh segment which is me so let's hold off on that because you're gonna spark a whole nother thing with a whole nother segment for later um anybody else we got like two seconds that's really it cool all right we're gonna get into that segment um coming back after the break 
because uh, we're running long on this one as well. So um, we're going to be back. And when we do, it's going to be my segment, The Penis Dialogue. And what are we going to be talking about today? Would you ever date your friend's ex? Ooh. Oh, and you guys are going to be able to get to talk about it because this is going to be more of a conversation because I want to hear what you guys think about this. Because I already know what I'm going to do. But um, we're going to get into it right after this break. This is clickbait right here on Club Raw Fusion. Let me see how I'm a menace. I'm a Why don't you get out now? You can't do that. You are worse than I was. Your pride is going to get someone hurt. A killer. You're not going to do shit. You're just trying to scare me. Well, you got one thing right. A degenerate that should be locked up for the rest of my days. But I do think he is going down, and he's going to take whoever's with him down, too. And that won't be me. Are they right? Who are you, Menashua Johnson? A guy that lost his way a long time ago. He's going to mop the floor with you. He'll try. Oh, you can talk down the man of God, a soldier of justice, and humiliate his family. But it ain't over. The president owes no one. You will owe me. I'm not sure anymore. Well, one good thing came out of it. I got to meet you. High side is too big for insight. If they tried to take all of it, they would choke. Then why did you do it? Why did you end my career? Let go, Theo. You're hurting me. I can't lose you. You haven't lost me, Menashua. I've lost you. Confessions of a Dead Man, The Rise of Menashua Johnson. Available now on ebook, paperback, and hardcover. And you can get all of those ebooks, paperbacks, hardcovers at uh, Amazon.com. Um, and the audiobook will be coming soon. And you recognize all of the other click mates voices in that as well so that's going to be coming soon all right we're going to get into it are you have you would you ever date your friend's ex the royal penis is clean your highness it's time for the penis dialogue oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's time for the penis dialogue with me king b and Today, we are talking about friends, secret lovers. <laughs> oh, it's going to get juicy right now. Would you ever be in a relationship, have sex with the ex of your friend? Now, I'm going to open up the floor pretty early, more early than usual. Hold on. I got to get right for this, though. Mm. Okay. Now. My position on this is what happens if you actually have your soulmate and your soulmate happened to date your friend? Hmm. What if this is the person you're designed to be with? And we all know that the Lord works in mysterious ways, they say. And... Um, I know conventional wisdom or a lot of people would say, no, I never date someone that my friend um, dated, right? But what if God decided 
that the only way you were going to meet your soulmate was through dating your friend. Hmm. Now, I know some people are going to have a problem with like going behind their friend in a sexual sense. But what if they never had sex? What if they dated a few times? What if you guys were out at the same time and your friend hollered at someone and yet that person was interested in you instead of your friend? Hmm. A lot of different ways this thing can go. So I really want to see what you guys think. And we'll have more of a dialogue this time. Because me personally, if I'm done and you find happiness with someone I've dated, go right ahead. Who am I to stand in the way? Um, now, as long as you ain't been freaky sneaky, trying to be freaky sneaky while we were dating and it just you know, didn't work out between us, go right ahead because I don't feel like I should stand in the way of true love. Should it be that? Um, but some people feel a different way. So what do you guys think? Oh, this has been the penis dialogue with me, King B. Let's get it. I want to hear what you guys think. Well, of course, there is a girl code, right? Girl code says you just don't talk or date anyone that your girlfriend is talked to. But if they're really your friend, like Barnabas said, not one of them fake friends, not one, an associate, not someone you just know, but if it's somebody that you're really close with, then I would hope that I can have an honest conversation with them and be like, girl, we just have been talking. It wasn't anything intended and it's just grown to this and I really would like to be able to explore this more. Um, I think you just need to have that conversation. It might not be comfortable. It might not be what you want to do but it has to be you just have to say it because if that's your friend then you should be able to have the conversation. Dope. Anybody else? Yeah, uh, so while I agree with that, I hadn't thought about that, Shonda, you brought up a good point. Um, as far as dating my friend's ex, if it's someone I call my friend, I wouldn't personally feel comfortable dating their ex. Um, I like your question that you posed of, you know, what if this is meant to be and this person's been placed in your life, yada, yada. Um, my belief is if if it's something that would be hurtful to my friend, um, I just don't think that they can possibly be the person for me. I would have to miss out on that because I don't think they can really be for me if being with that person would bring pain uh, to my friend. That's just me. That's my thought. As far as being on the receiving end of it, someone who's a friend dating my ex, um, although I don't see it as likely, I guess we have to remain open to that. You know, I, I hadn't really thought about it much. Um, well, I, had, I never have really thought about it because, again, I don't find it to be something that I would see as likely. I don't believe I have people in my circle that would ever date my exes in any capacity. But, um, yeah, I would, um, you have to be, be open to it. And if it happens, it happens. You have to wish them well. I don't think that I would still be able to have the same type of friendship with the person if they decided to be involved with my ex. Um, 
So, but you know, who knows? I don't know if, if they really are meant to be. And, and she's my friend, then perhaps it is the right thing. Um, but if I'm uncomfortable with it, I, I won't, I won't necessarily be around. I don't want to bring bad vibes there and it would be hurtful to me. Um, and if that were the case, I just wouldn't, wouldn't be around. Mm, interesting. Um, I'd like to add something. Let's let let's let's get uh, oh. clicked, get done, and then we'll open up to everyone. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Um, we gotta understand there's levels of an X. You know, we we kind of touched on it. What what type of X is this? Now we're not gonna be nasty because we want to be nasty and start fishing. Well, maybe they didn't have sex and all of that. We know what we're talking about. We're talking about exes in relationships. We talk about ex-wife. We talk about ex-boo. We talking about official relationships. Me personally, I wouldn't do it because most of my friends have really bad taste and they date whores and people you probably shouldn't kiss in the mouth anyway. So my situation being an entertainer, maybe. <laughs> oh God. My, my my opinion may be skewed, um, but as far as that person being a soulmate, you know, we got to understand what fate and destiny is. And, and when you find that, you have to make decisions. In my opinion, I have to dis- I have to look at, okay, look at my friend and look at this person and realize if y'all had a real connection, then this you can't be my soulmate. Because if this person is really my friend, then for the rest of my life, if I'm with this person, now you sitting around and it just gets so weird that most people ain't grown enough to sit around. Now, one day we drunk and we talking something about something and now she talking about how I'm laying it down and he feels some type of way. Like, I bet he ain't fuck you like I did that time when we went to the Poconos, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Now, now we get disrespectful. <laughs> Not things, you know what I'm saying? So so if people can be grown and deal with those type of situations, then maybe. But the average group of, of, of adults, you can't sit around like that, you know, and, and thinking about that. Maybe if both of y'all got somebody, then maybe that'll work. But if, if you dated her, then that's it. I can't I can't do anything with her. I'm sorry. And, you know, she should probably like wash her mouth out with, with mouthwash forever <laughs> because motherfuckers oh I used God. especially motherfuckers I used to hang around with it was like when they were done it was like oh man you see her outside like, damn she's still alive yeah. shit oh wow yeah I, I, I'm being graphic but wow. you know I take the truth and, and, and spin it okay so um and was that Sandra who, who wanted to jump in I want to come to her first whoever that was trying to speak before uh but here's the thing before we do that um first of all i've done it um i'm mature enough to uh hey it didn't work out between us have at it but here's the thing a lot of these women that i hear and again i date women this is not that i'm trying to go at women i just only date women uh, who have these baby daddies and I guess men who have baby mamas say the same thing. Oh, we're done. We're never going to do anything again. It's over with. Blah, blah, blah. Well, if it's over with, what's the problem? 
Or is it that you truly still do have feelings for that person low key, but you want to convince other people, your new person that is over with and you have no feelings for them. But if you truly don't have any feelings for them left, then no matter who they date, your friend, whoever, it shouldn't bother you. Maybe there's some lingering feelings that you want to lie to people, lie to your new person about and say, oh, we just co-parent. It's nothing. We're not going to do anything ever again. Well, then you wouldn't have a problem with dating someone else, even if it is your friend, because if they're finding happiness with your friend and your friend is happy and you care nothing except for co-parenting, hmm, Really? Let's stop lying, y'all. Y'all know that you still have feelings for those exes. Go ahead. Who was who? Who wanted to speak? I don't mind. Oh, go ahead, Sandra. Yeah, Sandra it. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that for me, no, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't date my friends' exes, um, and then vice versa. And then as far as still having feelings it's not really so much as about feelings it's about the principle of the whole matter um you know this is someone that that someone was one shelter intimate relationship with and although we don't always tell our friends all of our business um our friends have a sense of certain things that we go through that we've experienced too and just because something always feels good doesn't always make it right and you know um, i don't remember who said that um something maybe they didn't but i've even heard people say, well, you know, if my friend, if they came and asked me, well, if they have to ask, that means your conscience has probably already told you that what you're doing is somewhat probably not the right thing to do. So um, I couldn't do it. Um, and then like you, um, like you had said that, how can you get away in the way of happiness? No, I would never do that. They can be happy, but I would just have to move myself out of the way. And I land there. Mm. <clears throat> those damn principles we talked about that last week uh barnabas in the book of barnabas those principles sometimes mess up good things uh yeah, we, know, well, we, we know you don't have any game but anyway excuse me i have a, quite a few principles uh, <laughs> you know you the one making videotapes and i have it thank you very much wait <clears throat> i read a book about me... someone making videotapes no 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 see you no, don't listen we no. know you slow we know replay. you slow king replays okay. it's all on replay uh, no, it's not on any replay. It's on the replay. <laughs> you, you just put it out there. I, you know what? I would encourage everyone to listen to the replay so they know that you are just a damn lie. Replay. Just like they're going to be re- replaying that video over and over again that you made. Uh, anybody else? Stop spreading lies. Stop spreading lies. Yeah, I mean, I'll press with my thoughts with the fact that I don't think that soulmates are a thing. Mm. Um, your soul is your own. It's a personal thing. I don't think I can envision any circumstance where I would back into one of my friends and date their ex. Um, for a couple of reasons. First, I understand the predilections of my friends. And you're just not going to put Yo, come crusted lips on me. I'm, I'm sorry. I understand. That my friends like the ones that like the fallen. 
I see you with the outings, and you grab your back, talk about you got some scoliosis. No, you got your L3 and L4 just. I understand what's going on. You constantly, you asking me for Tylenol every five seconds, because I know your head have been busting up against that headboard. I understand. I get it. You walking around like a duck because he pushed your back into a permanent arch. I, I understand what's going on. Generally speaking, I... I I just can't envision my friends forgiving me doing something like that because to me, a friend is something very specific, which is why I personally have very few of them. Um, Literally friends that stick closer than a brother. I just can't do it, man. If for any other reason, other than the fact that I know how my guy friends get down and I know how the women that they associate themselves with get down as well. So no matter the front that they put on, no matter how good the appearance, I know you've basically been savaged. And I just, I didn't go to kindergarten. I didn't learn to play well in the sandbox with others. You know, my Willie Briscoe Johnson the third leg to start a motherfucking show. I don't share the stage with nobody else. It's just me and whatever I'm dealing with. There's a black man I'm letting my plan. Now, <clears throat> let's be aware that we're talking about today's standards and in the American culture, right? Um, I, there was a, a thing in the Bible where if your brother um, married someone and they didn't have kids or something like that, I may be misquoting it, but I, I think I remember seeing it. And then uh, something happens to your brother, then it's the duty of the other brother to marry that woman different cultures ladies and gentlemen is that in a book of nigelations <laughs> i don't know where it is nigelations <laughs> uh, you know what oh, I, that's I, my I, yeah that <laughs> i believe that's uh deuteronomy 25 5 uh it's talking about uh the brother of a man who dies without children is permitted to encouraged to marry the widow yeah that's deuteronomy so yeah it's definitely in the bible and it's definitely a different time yeah you know, my, my brothers and a lot of people i know yeah my they, if they die you know that's but it that that's it for their ladies huh but is that something that god created or man created because you know we, we got to make a distinction but anyway getting back to the topic oh here we go i mean i believe can i say something here we go, Sean. I believe every word in the Bible, and I get that concept, but I also have five other brothers, so there are options there. I just won't be it. <laughs> there you Can go. I say something? Go ahead, right quick. Real quick, man. Go ahead, Gozi. Okay, real quick, real quick. Um, <laughs> okay, so that um, thing you're talking about actually exists in my culture, right? So my culture, there's what they call... Um, when um a the brother like a brother like maybe there's two brothers right mm-hmm. so now when one of the brother dies and is married so automatically the man standing in the family automatically inherits his properties including both um, houses both um, cars everything plus the woman plus the woman you understand so now is the man that man decides that okay this is my brother's woman. I'm not touching her. She could just be on her own, on her own. 
you understand? So that's how it is in my culture. So there are a lot of other things I could say about the culture, but since it's been so quick, so in the tier. Let me ask you, I want to ask you a question. In your culture, does uh, is having several wives a part of your culture as well? Uh, no, no. No? So, but in, yeah, see, the thing is, in Nigeria, we have a lot of culture, right? We have, the main culture is Igbo, Yoruba, and also, so. Okay, okay. Just wanted to know. Because um, polygamy is a big thing uh, now in America, although it's still illegal. Um, a lot of people are talking about it, and they just get into relationships, um, you know polygamous relationships but you know we got to understand that different people see different things differently um we now think of incest as wrong um but again in the bible incest was common matter of fact if you start off with two people incest is necessary in order to grow the population so we think of things differently now because um, now there's like seven, eight billion people. But in the biblical times, it was a different time. You start off with two people. Everybody's going to be having incest in order to um, populate the earth. So, you know, it's just interesting to see different people in different perspectives. And again, friends are friends. You know what I mean? And friends are different. Some people see things differently. And at least for me, I don't have a problem with it. If I'm truly done with that person, um, some other people may. And that's fine as well. That's why you should ask your friend because you never know. They may be like me. I say, go right ahead. You know what I mean? I have no intentions on doubling back because typically once I stop dating a person, there's little to no chance little very little chance that i'll date them ever again now you have to deal with all the things i've done with her uh if you can handle that have at it but um yeah i get it but if that person was really your friend more than likely you're sharing intimate details you are telling that telling your friend your issues and i'm not saying your issues are going to be their issues but then that would give me reason for pause and side eye at my friend because they were probably you know big of me it's like yeah girl you don't have to take that or no you know and then you're gonna go back behind my back and not behind my you don't have to be behind my back but then you're gonna want to date him then yeah that would be a it will be very difficult for me to maintain um, friendship or that level of friendship. And that will really give me reasons for pause and to give my friend the side. Well, you know what? That's a woman thing, I think. Um, I don't, eh, maybe sometimes guys do a little bit of that. But women tell all their business to the girlfriend and the girlfriend automatically without knowing the man's point of view girl don't take that shit fuck him da, 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 da. I don't think that guys do that as much um, uh, we may have some kind of you know barbershop talk but you know 
I don't think we run into our guy friends. Maybe some guys do. I don't know. I don't. Um, I'm not going to another male for advice about a woman. I'm going to talk to another woman. So I just see that totally differently. Um, but yeah, you never know. And then the same things that I like in a woman, Barnabas may not like. Because see, Barnabas likes big women, you know. And see me, I mean, I'll take a big woman. Uh, the disrespect <laughs> must stop, sir. <laughs> you say I like big women, and you like whores. Okay. Oh let's 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 put it out there. Damn it, I'm saying this shit. Okay. All right. I like a good woman. Okay. Not these skinny helpers. You keep tricking in the fucking evil. Okay, I'm sick of Oh my god. Sports is next, (laughs) right after the break. This is clickbait right here on Club Raw Fusion. I am all alone as I stand to my feet. My heart pumps not once but twice within the same beat. I'm not about to go to some funky club to get on some funky dance floor to dance with some funky man. I never used to think about anybody, but I'm all I do is give me one good reason why we shouldn't enjoy each other's actions. I don't think so. It doesn't feel right. Eric, I know what you do with these women. That has nothing to do with it. That has everything to do with this. The lines have been drawn. The question is, in the end, should I or should I not get intimate with my close friend? I'm gonna say you. I already had a say. Not where I'm gonna say it. Oh no. Join us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 12 p.m. Central for Clickbait Live in Club Raw Fusion on Clubhouse.